pastor says Merry Christmas. He will be with us tonight. He, of course, is doing our Christmas service at our South Tampa Bayshore family. And uh, he'll be with us tonight. Are you excited about Jesus' birthday? Yes. You know, I, I look forward to the new year because it's just another opportunity for a fresh start, don't you? How many of you, like, take this week and you get your day planner out and you're like, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> That thrills me. Get organized, get my day planner of everything, you know, that God's got planned. And um, I was talking to my uh, friend uh, yesterday on the phone for a while, and I have to make a trip into the Dominican Republic in February to scout. Normally, I don't take the scouting trip, per se, to scout uh, the city uh, for the crusade. I take the scouting team trip. So the scout trip's usually already done when I go in, but I guess I'm up. Some, somebody is AWOL, and uh, you get to do more jobs when they are. But anyway, our crusade director was saying, I have three cities I want to take you to. So I'm like, oh, more, Lord, yeah, he's a lot of time in the car. Let me look at the map. <laughs> or we're going to go zigzagging over the country. But I was meditating. I'm never personally thrilled about taking trips overseas just because they're, they're, um, you know, they're an opportunity for physical endurance. I'd rather just stay local and run a half marathon. And uh, so, but I'm excited about what God's doing. So, you know, we're thrilled when we get there. How many of you are always thrilled about coming to church? Not, if you're really full, yeah. You're glad when you get here, but dragging yourself out of bed and going through routine is not always exciting. So that's what I mean when I'm not always thrilled to pack my bags and haul overseas. But uh, I was thinking uh, how intriguing it was that as the, the train speeds up, the Lord has prophesied that this year would accelerate and how this is the hour of the church of the great falling away of many, being what you call AWOL, absent without leave. But at the same time, a great harvest of souls coming in. And so that just means there's the labors are few. So Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send labors into his harvest field. Because the harvest is right, but obviously it takes labor. So this is not the best time for people to be uh, confused about their calling or wondering I don't know if it'll help you at all, but I've never pondered or meditated on my calling. To this day, I don't know that I could articulate it perfectly to you. I think other people could measure it maybe better. We're just busy saying yes. So I probably do many things that were never part of what people are calling, and yet I see many people in the body still at this point trying to figure out their calling. It's found on the road of obedience. Say yes, say it again, and never say anything but that, and you'll find yourself in the middle of your calling and beyond, because you have to wear many, many hats, because I do know that a lot of things that I do, and this is probably true for some of you, I absolutely know for sure at least five people turn the job down, and honestly, as a woman, it was probably a man that would be more suited to it. Um, yeah, way more women in the church than men, not a good thing, yeah. Not thrilled with that. Sorry, women's movement. Don't mean to set you back a few decades. I'm not a feminist, not a women's liver. I just want to be liberated from pumping gas and taking out the garbage. Is that okay? <laughs> just two things. But I'll clean the toilet, so it sounds fair, right? <clears throat> I just don't like pumping gas. I don't know what it is about that. I just I think it's getting out of the car and my hair gets messed up. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so um, I told my friend that I'm taking with me, I said, this is no different than the uh, general at MacDill Air Force Base calling my phone and saying, everybody's busy. Do you have a spare five minutes to get on a plane to go to Afghanistan and do recognizance on three cities, and which should we drop an A-bomb on? 
I was like, that's really what you're asking me, pastor, husband, <laughs> boss, to get on a plane and go to Afghanistan and decide which one of these three cities will get an A-bomb of the word and the spirit drop, because this is the enemy's camp. I'm like, how in the world did I get this job? You know, and I'm just like in the office trying to get papers done. <laughs> I have more papers than the KGB to stamp. And so, um, and I, what I'm saying is, as you move into this year, let me just recommend you not ponder your calling, just start saying yes and be in the middle of it. As the pace has picked up, God will take you places that you never imagined you being, maybe some places you hoped you wouldn't be, um, but it'll be exciting and it'll be fast paced. Get all in. Yeah. And so let's not use this, this week to kind of meditate on, um, you know, what should we be doing? Let's just meditate on, let's do it this week as we're, as we're planning our calendars. Let's find out what is God's plan and let's just connect with that because his plan is already blessed. His purposes and his pursuits are already uh, on the docket for heaven. And so all we can do is just do a hookup and a join up. Wouldn't that be more fun if we, January 1, we got new running shoes? And we're not spending the first 90 days pondering whether we're just, mm, let's pray and, and the whole praying processing thing. Amen? Yeah. So that was just for free. So I was just waiting till you found Mark uh, 12, verse uh, 42. There came a certain poor widow woman. So let's back up to 41. Jesus sat over against the treasury. So the treasury in the temple was actually in what they call in the women's court. The women and men were separated uh, when they went into the church. There had been women on one side, men on the other, and there was generally a, a divider. Uh, there was also a divide between anybody that was uh, a Gentile that wanted to, to observe to, against the Jews, that middle wall of partition. It was a literal wall. And so the, the, uh, the money, we call them barrels, but they're actually shape of a trumpet. I guess the base, you know, the, the top may have been fluted like a trumpet. There were uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of them. Nine of them were labeled for all the tithes that you had to put in. Aren't you glad you don't live in the Old Testament? It's about 33% of your income. And so it would label, like you've put this and this, and they were all labeled. And then the other four extra were for the free will offerings. So there were 13 uh, fluted, trumpet-shaped uh, things. So Jesus decided, he's like me, he likes to watch people. He was just going to hang out and sit over there and just observe people's giving. So is God watching our giving? Yeah, he's very interested in, in an observation. And so it says that he's sitting there and he's just observing, he's watching. And obviously, in some cases, he can tell exactly how much people are aren't putting in or he wouldn't have been able to quantify this. And so uh, he said, there came a certain poor widow woman and she threw in two mites. Now, a mite is a fifth of one cent, a fifth. And so two mites, <laughs> she threw in two fifths of one cent. And it says that this was all the money she had. So it wasn't a tithe. It wasn't an offering. This was it. And so Jesus noted this because God's a God of the heart. He's looking at, at your heart. But people are like, well, God knows my heart, and then they do the very least they can. Right, your God knows your heart. And every time he says he knows your heart, he says it's wicked in all its ways. <laughs> That's probably not a good statement to say God knows my heart. Yeah, it's a blackguard. That's kind of what he said about it. And he said, actually, who can know it? So you can't, only he can. And he knows the truth of it. But um, he noted that the two mites make up a farthing, and he called his disciples. So not only did he notice it, he wasn't going to keep it a secret. He's like, great teaching moment. Everybody gather around. Let me give you some mentorship here. He said, she's cast more in than all the rest of them, for they cast out of their abundance, 
but out of her lack, out of her need, out of her want, she cast in all she had, all of her living. So she wasn't, this is a woman who's in the old covenant. She's not born again. She's not spirit filled. She doesn't have a recreated spirit man. So she has to have faith in the law, a God that she cannot see or that she cannot feel. And yet she took the less she had uh, to eat the next day or maybe that day. This is all she had. And so she wasn't concerned, I'm just going to give God a part or let me hang on to this because I might have more than enough. She decided, like, we, we can decide, let's, if we're going to die, let's die in faith. There's a right way and a wrong way to die. If we're going to go out, let's go out in a blaze of glory. The last act on this earth, I want it to be that I gave God my last breath, my last dollar, my last prayer, my last act of faith, all. So God is interested in not part. He's interested in all. And, and he loves all. Why? Because he gave you his all. He's just looking for the person. So what's your all? That's what God's looking for. So he's, he's not looking for, for you to go, well, I'm struggling with the 10% or I don't know if I want to give Jesus a Christmas offering. What we do, I'll say pastor and I, is we always, this is our starting point. Whichever uh, largest gift someone was getting in the family, let's say it was $100, we automatically go, Jesus is getting two. That's our starting point. And then we go see how much we can scrape from all the accounts. What's our, what's our all? Because we're going to give all that's humanly possible. And we're thrilled about it. And we're also thrilled at the end of the year because we're getting ready to do our taxes and our board statement. And the most, in, in, the most thing that interests us the most at our board meeting is did we give more this year than we did the year before? Not necessarily maybe more dollars because maybe the, the income was down in the ministry. Maybe there was 200000 instead of 300000 But we're, we look at a percentage. Last year we gave 30% tithe. This year did we give 35 or 40? That, that thrills us. That's all we're looking for. The IRS is going to get their money. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's. But uh, we're excited about the more, doing the more. And wouldn't it be so much fun one day to just empty the bank account? Yeah, and we've done that before. We like had, didn't have enough money to pay our rent. And we're like, oh, well, we'll just give it all to Jesus. <laughs> it's 1100 and we only have $700. let us just put it in the offering. Well, this is what she was doing. Can, can, you, can you put something in God's hands and him not multiply it back to you? Yeah, so it's impossible when you give all to God to have a deficit. So someone under the old covenant understood that if I give all, I, now I'm, I throw myself on the mercy of God. He's, he's obligated to take care of me. He promised. And someone under the old covenant law just simply chose to believe that. I mean, what are you going to do with two-fifths of one cent anyway? Okay. <laughs> you could buy one more piece of bread and eat one more time, and then you're going to die, right? So you might as well go, you know, some people, they go to Vegas and they try to multiply it. But, you know, God's got better odds than a crapshoot down on the Vegas tables, right? And so we want to give our, our all. And so take some time um, this, this year as we move from this service, the Christmas service to a New Year service, examine your heart and go, Lord, where am I withholding my all? You've given me your all in every area. Where am I holding back? And why would I do that? And God, just, just take what I have. You've given me everything I have anyway. And so if, if your breath is God's, if your money's God's, if everything you have, he said he's given you the power to obtain that, then it's not ours anyway. Remember, God, owner, us, steward. So when you're a steward, you keep your hand open because the owner has a right to have a requisition for that at any time, whether you have to get on a plane and go to Afghanistan. <laughs> and decide which city is going to get the A-bomb of the Word and the Spirit, or, you know, what to put in the offering. It's, it's just saying yes to God, whether you think uh, you can, whether you think you should, whether you think you're called. That, that's our problem. We're doing too much thinking and not enough just obeying. Amen?
So I'm just encouraging you to be, be all in. So if you're ready to uh, put in your tithes or offerings, your Christmas offering, gentlemen, let's serve the people. We've heard so many testimonies. Go ahead, gentlemen, as I talk, and, you know, about so many of you getting raises and promotions in companies that are like, we don't do this. But yeah, because you've subjected yourself under God's economy and not man's. They're just like, I don't know why I'm giving you a raise, your boss, but I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm promoting you. I kind of don't even like you. Uh, but how many times do we actually see that in the Bible with men and, men and women? The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and he'll turn it wherever he wills. So subject yourself under God's economy, amen?